Warning, the Happy Ending Pod shows a couple of guys with microphones on a computer consuming copious amounts of alcohol and who say anything about anyone and everything they feel like. It was all in fun and not to be taken seriously. We don't own the rights to any music playing during our broadcast. Thank you and enjoy. Welcome to the Happy Ending Pod Show starring Grant and B3. Once upon a time, there was a functional recluse named Bob and he met someone named Grant. And he didn't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Two guys drinking way too much that decided to record it for your amusement. One day, Grant goes, Bob, you should get out of your hermit shell and come over and hang out. I have good beer and good music. The origin of Happy Ending Pod <laughs> Take it away, boys. And the rest is what I remember. History. <laughs> <laughs> I am ready. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Happy Ending Pod Show. I am your ordained savior of all things unholy, inappropriate, and horny. That is Grant. <laughs> and I'm B3. <laughs> he puts the uh, kism in masochist. Uh <laughs> Do you so, say kism in masochist? Yeah, he puts the kism in masochist. So you didn't even use the right word? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just nailed it. screwed it up from front to back. Um, yep. So, Paul, what, something I, I touched base very poorly with you about trying to pull off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, yes. I wanted to do something, because we love talking to sex workers and people in the sex industry and exotic dancing i wanted to do like a stripper appreciation month or an exotic dancer appreciation month because why not it's a working field it's yeah you you first off you have to have some type of hootsvah cojones you know i mean you gotta have the guts to go up there and put your nudity out there for a bunch of drunk horny I'd say what's eighty percent white dudes, depending on what state you're in, um, or where you're located in that potentially state. fairly obnoxious. Yeah, yeah, uh, you, yeah. You got to deal with some dumb shit. Um, so I yeah. thought it takes why, a lot of nerve. It does take guts. It does. Um, I, I, sometimes you. It, it, there's a whole bunch of reasons why these young ladies do what they do. Um, but I wanted to show them love, and uh, I thought November, what a good month because uh, you're going into the holidays. They got families too. Support yeah. support your local exotic dancer. Why not? I, I think it's only fair. So, yeah. with, so with us today for our first uh, of the November's uh, Exotic Dancer Appreciation Month, and I'd like to thank her very much for being here. We have Gemini Darko, so we're going to call her Darko for this episode. Hey, guys. <laughs> thank you for being here. Hell yeah, it's going to be dope. Sauce. <laughs> um, is that your stage name? Yeah, it's actually Darko the Gemini, but okay. people do not want to use that whole... That's like a fucking mouthful. Nobody's going to use that. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a great movie, though. <laughs> yeah, right? A good good movie title. Am so I, I got it from- Oh, are you really? Yeah, uh, my my nickname Darko came from Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko I okay. had Frank tattooed on my stomach. He was a big inspiration for me, so... Yeah, it... Did you ever see that, Bob? No. No, that's the movie with the the <laughs> rabbit, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Is that Jake Gyllenhaal? Yep. Okay, that's, that's young Gyllenhaal. I've seen. I don't think I've seen the whole thing. I'm gonna have to look for it right now. It's Halloween. Yeah, well, exactly. It's shortly after Halloween. Oh, fuck that up. Smooth. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been dancing? 
I've been dancing all together uh, two years, but I recently just came back in March, uh, took a hiatus a year and a half ago. It wasn't for me at the time. I wasn't confident enough. And then my life kind of took a weird turn and I was like, you know what? I'm going to throw myself back out there. And that's exactly what I did. Um, confidence. How, how much of that is involved with it, with what you do? with exotic dancing damn near 100 percent. you don't always start out with like this high confidence but it grows on you like you build that confidence doing what you're doing so it kind of like some days it's harder than most but honestly as long as you stay humble your confidence is going to be high okay it, i mean it helps i guess as long as like uh, uh, crowd support and crowd reaction <laughs> no <laughs> No? I, you're not you're not always gonna be everybody's type but oh, yeah. you know those those one or two people that are like oh my god you know you look so good or i love this i love your boots i love your outfit that definitely is a huge confidence booster that's one thing i want i saw in your instagram before i reached out to you your boots you have boots that first off go like that i mean they are groin high almost <laughs> Oh my God, my face when they came in the mail, I was so excited. I was like, <laughs> I don't know how this is going to work, but we're going to make it work. <laughs> how much, how much tall, how tall are those heels? They are eight inches. Oh my God. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> okay. So uh, most important thing for an exotic dancer, number one, a confidence. Number two, strong ankles. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. <laughs> and, and good balance. I can't imagine walking in them, much less dancing or anything in them. Oh, man. It, it took a lot of... I I wasn't even an 8-inch girl at first, and then I, I had one pair, and then it was over. And now all of them are almost... Eight, almost all of them are 8 inches. <laughs> if you <laughs> Bob, if you haven't seen the boots, I've seen them. They're freaking amazing looking. I, I have. Oh, yeah, I just, okay. it, it's it's tough to get scale in photos, but eight inch heel. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it, nuts. Um, what all can you do in those now? I'd be um, seven foot tall. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, really. Well, I'm super short, so it only gives me about a normal height. You know, I'm only at normal height for most people now, but. <laughs> I I can do most things in them. Uh, I think my hardest, honestly, will be trying to do a split in them because that platform is so big. Like, it is gigantic. So trying to land your foot perfectly, it's a little rough. <laughs> it can be a little rough. Uh, I'm just, I'm still, I'm, I'm with Bob. How, how tall does this make you, if you don't mind me asking? I'm pretty sure they make me... Five nine, five ten. Okay. So I'm at normal male height. Like I, I'm super short. I'm only five, five one, five two. Your fun size. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so let me ask you why, why the why the big heels? What is that? How is that decided? That and in your thoughts or opinion, what? How is that an idea that you need to be that tall in this industry? Honestly, it's not. It's more of a. It's more of a, a a milestone. Like when you see other girls with tall heels, you're like, "Damn, how the hell does she ever survive in those things?" And then you're like, "You know what? If she can survive, I can survive." And then you put them on and you go. So, so it's almost like a tier level. 
Oh yeah, definitely. of experience. Okay. Well, definitely. I never even thought of that. I just don't understand. Yeah, me neither. I mean, I'm a married man. Okay, I'm, I'm not. I love when my wife puts on heels that are like five, four, five inches hides, and I don't understand. Yeah. You know, it's that height thing. It's like I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's an it's empowering. Yeah, definitely. My 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 tall thigh, like to the thigh boots, are definitely empowering. I immediately feel like big, can't touch me, can't fuck with me, dominatrix bitch. Yeah. Every single one is definitely a huge a huge difference. And I, that may, I think that's what it is. That makes sense. It gives you that you know. First off, I guess when you're on a stage, it gives you more of that presence too. You're 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 a bigger presence and a high you know. <laughs> But then again, like, oh my God, yeah. what is she? <laughs> <laughs> but then when you got that height too, it, it's a it's it's a dominating thing over men, and we know how much of that we we've discussed with dominatrix over the uh, last couple of years. So okay, yeah, I, I'm I figured something out for myself. <laughs> <laughs> does it, does it also help you getting like the persona for when you dance too? It does. It definitely does. Um, especially when I go from like my regular clear straps to the the big thigh highs they definitely give me that complete gemini like switch okay. you're like oh my god she's a sweet and innocent and then oh my god she's like literally a psychopath they love to see it <laughs> so going full darko then yeah exactly exactly <laughs> Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, that that actually makes sense. Yes, it does. Because I mean, do you have to get into that uh, a mindset when you're going? Are you going out as a character then when you go on stage? Yeah, I try to tap into uh, my my complete like not crazy or wild side, but the other side of me that kind of hide throughout any other point in time. Like when you're talking to your friend and you really want to say something that's like totally out of pocket or it's gonna not even hurt their feelings, but make them think twice about themselves. That's how I feel when I get ready for work. I'm like, you know what? I'm coming here to shit on you guys. In any way possible. Like you take out your normal day frustrations on the clientele at the club. Absolutely. 155%. I love it. That's genius. Yeah. Um, how's your pole dancing? I've seen you do some a little bit on the pole on, on your uh, on your social media. Oh my god, I love it! I actually um, I started pole dancing three years ago. That's when I before I decided to be a dancer. I just I was really obsessed with it. I would watch videos all day. I'm talking day in day out. Four o'clock in the morning, I'm watching pole videos, and then one day I was like, you know what? Manic impulsive decisions. We're gonna go buy a pole, and I busted my ass for like two months straight. Like, just hardcore falls. Ooh. I thought I almost hip at one point. And it's just, it's one of those things where, like, people always tell you, like, I can't, I can't take a piss for you. You can't, you can't pole dance for somebody else. It feels good to learn a new trick and bomb something new. Uh, the one that I'm trying to work on right now is uh, my jade split, which is when you're upside down and you actually pull your leg and pull the other one back. So you're in a full split upside down. And uh, I'm trying to work on a handspring, which is literally upside down again, but you're pulling yourself up. Like you're throwing the, uh, your entire legs up. And it's, oh, it's, it's killing me. My shoulder is trash right now. <laughs> wow. 
Um, the jade spit, split. You said you're pulling your leg. Are, are you using your hands to pull your legs apart? Yep. You take oh. you take your your I guess your non dominant arm and you put it behind your back so it gives you that support and you pull your other leg as tight as you can against the pole. And with your back leg, you let it go. So you're completely off the pole almost. The only thing that's holding you is the space in between your leg and pelvic. And that's it. <laughs> that's what I was yeah. thinking. Oh my. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, it wow. is not for the week. And some of these girls, <laughs> I've seen them you know, bomb the hell out of it. These girls are crazy. And I'm just like, how are you doing this? How do you make it look so easy? Practice. Wow. Determining. It's really a blessing. See, that's something else I don't think the outside world understands. I mean, first off, everybody that does this for a living or does this, they're normal people too. They're not just, this is not their 24 hours a day, seven days a week. This is, you know, but there is that time where they're practicing. They're fucking practicing to do this. And then. Yep, I've. Yeah. Wake up at like 6 a.m. to hit the pole just for a little bit to get some more practice in and then go back to sleep. Oh, my God. It happens. See, that's what amazes me. Is it, And Bob and I have discussed before about it, it should be an Olympic sport. Oh, 100%. They're make, they have huge competitions now, and I've, I've heard people talking about it being in the works, but I haven't heard any definition yet. That's- that would be exciting. I would be super excited. Definitely one of the people I would top tier want to see is definitely Lana. I would love to see her bomb the pole Olympics. Yeah. I uh, I can't disagree with that. She, from what we saw, yeah, she's amazing. Um, Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, as hard as some of the stuff is, you can do more on that pole, and it's harder than you can do on what is the the, the – the, horizontal poles they have in the Olympics. Uh, the uneven bars? The une- yeah. Uh, yeah. Hell no. I could never. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you say that now. Did you think you'd be able to do what you can do on a on the vertical pole? Oh, God, no. Never. I was, my very first invert, I remember I was in Harrisburg living with a friend, and her boyfriend was in the room, and she was at work or at school, and all you hear is this big, loud bang. And he comes out of the room and he's like, did you just bust your ass? Uh, and he was like, why wasn't I here to record this? Like, <laughs> and I was like, fuck you, man. Like, this hurts a lot. Damn. Do you, ever, do, you, I mean, do you have a pole that you it's connected floor to ceiling or is it just a stand up? Um, I do. I did have a pole that was connected floor to ceiling. Um, they aren't screwed in they're twisted in so it's kind of like like a uh, shitty shower curtain rod yeah pretty much yeah Yeah. just a little bit more stable some of them are but a little more stable okay i mean like when you fall did are you taking the pole down with you you shouldn't be if you're taking that pole down with you you just wasted a lot of fucking money on whatever (laughs) (laughs) like a lot of money whether it was i mean poles start anywhere between a hundred dollars to two grand. Yeah. So, well, there's a lot of crappy yeah. redneck videos of the of people come taking poles, ripping poles out of their ceiling. And, stuff. <laughs> and a lot of that is like a lot of it, and it sounds really. Most people are like, "What do you mean?" And I'm like, "Don't like, do not run at the pole." That's what you see a lot, though. Like, uh, full flight, throw their weight into it, 
and try to run at it, that's normally what makes that pole fall. You should not be running at a pole at any given time. This is not the Olympics. Don't run at it. (laughs) It's not going to be They're trying to grab on as fast as they can and just do loops around it. (laughs) No. Yeah, they're using momentum to account for the lack of skill. (laughs) (laughs) Someone's going to get, they fly off it in the crowd. (laughs) I think the reason they... I'm sorry, what were you going to say? I said somebody, they fly off and kick somebody in the crowd. Oh, yeah. I think that's why people run at it, because they underestimate the amount of strength it takes to do it. And and it's also like a, a larger theme of, uh, as Grant was mentioning, the start of uh, Exotic Dancer Month, or however he elegantly coined it, is uh, you're practicing and stuff, even when you're not, quote-unquote, at work. You're still working because you're practicing, but also it speaks to a larger issue where people don't realize and appreciate how much goes into it. And like you said, your shoulder's trash right now. I, yeah. I mean, it would be great if uh, if somehow some sort of unionization or something could come out of it where you guys could get um, health care for what you do. Oh, yeah, definitely. If they I feel like some I know some clubs do um, employment instead of independent contracting which I've even heard in some places that clubs will give you some type of medical insurance if you've been there long enough to take care of that kind of thing. Uh, It just really depends. Like, I feel like they definitely should. I mean, I've had way more injuries from doing pole than being a home health aide for years, for sure. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So you're independent contract? You just... Yep. Most most dancers are... um, it depends on what club you work at. Some don't offer independent contracting, and some do, where uh, you can either fill out a form to claim, like, they help you claim your taxes, or you have to claim them yourself. Yeah. Fun, fun. <laughs> I was going to say, that kind of sucks when you have to claim the tips and stuff like that. Right. <clears throat> you know, there's there's always, like, uh, you, some people say that it's, like, 5%. Some people say it's 30%. It really just depends on what you're bringing home okay. and how you want to go about it. Okay. It makes it a, when you have a part-time job or a full-time job so you don't have to claim as much. Mm. And you said you're a home health aide? Yep. I have been a home health aide for about five years now. Okay. Um, <laughs> so where do you normally, what do you, uh, where do you normally dance at? What do you, if you don't mind if throwing them out there, you're located. So my main two are uh, Savannah's on Hannah in Harrisburg and Al's Diamond Cabaret in Reading. But those are just because they're the closest to me. I've tried out other clubs in Philly. They're just way too far. Okay. Okay. Talk two, two three-hour drives. You know, that's that's doing a lot. Yeah, no matter doing, what kind of thing, and that's tiresome. Yeah, unless you're staying in Philly, <clears throat> that's a six-hour drive back and, you know, to and from. That's... Right, and you're not even there most of the time for six hours. So yeah, I was gonna say after because let's be honest, this what you do is athletics. So now you just say you went there for four hours. You're doing twirling and spinning and everything else and dancing, and now you got to drive three hours back home. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, what can you tell us about Savannah's? I've, that's a place I've heard about over for years. I've never been there. I have been in love with Savannah's. Since before I started becoming a dancer, um, I knew somebody that worked there for years. I still love it now. Um, it's a, it's it's not your average 
club. Like it's definitely a huge gentleman's clubs uh, club. The girls walk around in gowns. Um, and then you take off the gown when you actually get on stage. But when you're walking around the floor, you have to wear a gown. The security there is great. Um, I, I really don't have very bad things to say about that club. It's, it's really a nice atmosphere. It feels very businessy, to say the least. Professional. Okay. <clears throat> That's cool. Um, compare, can you compare it to Owls? Ooh, way different. Way, <laughs> way different. Owls is... Ours is like a house party. It is so, everything is just so simple. Everything is so easy. The club itself is gorgeous. They don't get as much rep as they should. Um, I feel like that's just because of the way that the marketing was set up before. We had a really old man, um, Al, who was the owner, and we recently got a new owner. So our marketing has changed a little bit. But the girls there are dope. They have a lot of fun. And it truly feels like a house party every weekend. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's funny. Average club. I'm sorry. That's funny. It's the two definitely distinct styles. Oh, yeah. Um, Have you ever tried that? Uh, Not that I'm a a club aficionado, but I've never heard of uh, walking around in gowns uh, while you're not on stage. That's, That's an interesting interesting thing to learn about it's very much so a gentleman's club thing um a lot of upper scale gentlemen's clubs will have you do that it's not something very common i think there's only like maybe if maybe there's two other clubs in the pa area that does it um i know that uh creekside used to do it for a while but they stopped and i think I don't. I don't think it was daydreams, but it was another club in Philly that also used to wear gowns, and it's it's obnoxious, to be honest, because it takes away that it takes away that stripper feel, like the dancer feel. You're like, I am fully clothed. Yeah. What are we gonna talk? Like, <laughs> you can't see nothing. I'm not. I'm not working my magic. But in the same breath, it gives us time to really connect with our customers. Okay. Well, see, that's what I was thinking. If you come around in a gown, I'm going to, would you like a slow dance, ma'am? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> could, you, could you play some wham? Yeah, really. <laughs> that, I mean, two dis- obviously distinct styles. Have you ever, uh, so those are the only two that you've, uh, that, never mind, you did say that. Um, have you ever been to uh, Castaways? I've never been to Castaways. I don't think I will ever go to Castaways. Um, I've heard nothing but horror stories. Okay. From guys, um, and that's just me personally. Hearing other girls talk about it, it's just not, not it. Okay. I mean, no, no judgment to anybody who works there, but it's not. It's definitely not for me. From the things I have heard about it. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to ask what you've heard about it because, like you said, you've only heard. You haven't experienced. And I don't want right. to, I don't want to throw that out there. Uh, I only learned about it uh, over the course of the last year total. Probably, I've drove past it like four times. <laughs> and I'm where like, is it? it? Okay, if you're going, uh, you're going Roughly. towards Harrisburg. You go up. It's literally a highway right along the Susquehanna. And as you cross the Susquehanna, right there's Castaways, and there's another one right next to it. If I'm not mistaken. I don't know what would be next to it. It's either next to it or a block from it or a half a block from it or something like that. I forget. 
I, I'm almost yeah. positive there's two of them right there. I've danced at a few other clubs, but I haven't been there consistently. Like, I worked at Cheerleaders for, like, two days. Okay. Uh, I worked at Sin City for the same thing, like, two days. Uh, and it's really just because it's so far. Like, it, it wasn't it wasn't necessarily worth the drive. Cheerleaders was an amazing club. Sin City was overwhelming for me, which is why I didn't go back. I really want to because I want to see if now that I'm a little bit more confident and a little more secure about how I feel, about who I am and being a dancer, I want to try it again. My all-time favorite club, though, was definitely uh, Creekside Cabaret. It was amazing. I'm not a fan of not having a spin pole. They have uh, a static pole, but the club was great. They showed nothing but good vibes. The managers were awesome. The DJ was dope. The girls were so welcoming. I've never been in a club that had that much great experience my first night. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Real quick, mm-hmm. give us the difference in the poles you just mentioned. Oh, um, a static pole is a pole that does not spin at all. So it's stationary. So it, yep, a stationary pole. It feels awful. But if you learn on that, you can do anything. Okay. Truly. And then the spin pole is the generic spinning pole. As soon as you touch it, you're going to spin. If you let go of your feet, you're going to spin. What are the poles at Owls? Uh, the poles at Owls and the poles at Owls are spin poles, and the poles at Savannah's are spin poles. But one of them is stationary. I did not know Owls had spin poles. Mm-hmm. They have three. Yeah. And Savannah, I believe, has five. They have. Two, well, actually, Savannah's has three. They have two stationary and three spin poles. Oh, yeah, the okay. two other poles are in the back. See, I didn't know any of the clubs had those in. Mm-hmm. 99, 96% of the poles that you see in clubs spin. Um, it's a very funny thing that most people don't notice. I remember the first time that my daughter's dad came to the house and saw my pole up. He was like, oh, my God, this must be so difficult. I don't know how you do this. And then he grabbed it, and he was like, it spins. <laughs> what do you mean it spins? And I'm like, well, you didn't think I was doing all this work by myself, yeah. did you? Like, <laughs> so that makes sense now, because I thought people were. I thought they were, that they had the most. Did you not think they were stationary poles? Me? Yeah, you. She already told no, me. I knew, that. I, I, I knew they spun. I told you this, I and remember. you argued with me. I don't remember that. Yeah, with Lana. I don't remember having that argument. Okay. Yeah. My bad. It, it makes sense <laughs> to do the, the spinning work that they do on a static pole. Well, that's what oh, I thought, gonna, too. That's why rip I thought. It's going to skin apart. That's why I was yeah. even more impressed. Now, forget it. We're canceling the whole month. No. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if they were all static poles, the biggest cost wouldn't be falls. It would be skin grass. <laughs> oh, yeah. A lot of that. A lot of that. I, I'm, I'm, I, okay, so apparently I was really drunk when we talked about this before. Um, <laughs> Not out of the realm of possibility. <laughs> no, never is. <laughs> what did you think of cheerleaders? I, I really, I liked the setup. Um, I did a lot of sitting, which, I normally do because I'm not going to lie. I'm a very lazy dancer, (laughs) which is, which is somebody who isn't entirely a hustler, 
but like I don't I don't necessarily go up to every single customer I don't I don't you know talk to every single person a lot of people say that you should and I believe that you should too I'm just not as friendly as most people I don't have as much to say as soon as you bore me I'm out so but um the club was super nice I started in the morning shift I feel like if I stayed for the night shift it would have been crazy um the house mom there was amazing um everything about their club was really really high key like really high maintenance like not high maintenance but high quality yeah everything quality but they don't have any spin poles and that was another reason why i couldn't i'm an aerialist pole dancer which means that i specifically love spin poles so not having a spin pole it makes the work a little bit easier but not for somebody who is specifically an aerialist i was i'm glad you brought that up because i'm last time i was there there was nobody really i mean they have like five poles behind the bar yeah like five or six Yep, and, and nobody was really doing anything extravagant, or you know, like any type of spinning. They were not rotating or, or hanging upside down or anything spectacular. So now right. that now that I know that there are differences, and okay, so that completely makes sense to me. Um, mm-hmm. Let's talk about wardrobe. What do you would uh, What do you like to wear? What is I I wear a lot of I wear a lot of black. It's a very bad problem of mine. I've been trying to venture out in colors, but I just I can't get with it. It's not really for me. Um, I like to wear uh, shorts or um, the thong type, like the g-string. Um, I definitely like to wear strapless tops. I don't really like having to pull the string. I feel like that's so corny. Uh, I like to just slide it off it's easier that way i don't have to do a whole lot um a lot a lot of my clothes are black i i've been trying to mix it up but it's just mm, pink isn't for me green is too bright red is a go-to and that's about it (laughs) it gives you well yeah but it goes with your name i mean honestly darko yeah it's gotta it's gotta be dark colors all year round anything else is silly (laughs) <laughs> Here's we tried shades of dark purple i have i have and i really like the one outfit that i had but i lost it at a friend's house because right after i left work i went out to the to the bar and i had to change so i think i left them there but oh my god it was so pretty it was like glittery and it had like all the the rips in the back oh it was it was fire. And I got it from Indecent Exposure. I love them. But they are expensive. Is that a website? No, it's actually a store in Philly. Oh. Um, she also has an Instagram page. She makes really, like, really well-quality clothing. It's just that in the dancer world, a lot of your clothing is expensive. Like, you're not going to find a, a decent, good, like, you can wear this multiple times outfit unless you paid at least 45 bucks for it. Yeah. At least. Yeah. So, I mean, would you be better off going to like excitement video and getting their five for 20 sale when they have the penthouse boxes in there? Sure. Sometimes. Um, I, if I'm getting something from excitement video, it's because I got bored of the clothing I had. Okay. And <laughs> I, it wouldn't be like, uh, yeah, let's go 
dance clothes shopping and we're going to go to excitement. Like, hell no, we're going to Philly. We're hitting all the shops. <laughs> we're going online to PZ Houston. Like we're, we're going all out. I'm glad Good she, story. I'm glad she threw in there to beat up on excitement video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <hell no. laughs> oh, that's, that's great. Um, so, and that was something else I wanted to ask you about the, like the prices of good stuff, because you are, again, it's athletics. Your clothing is taking a beating, you know, you can only put on and take off something so many times, especially something small or lacy or tight, you know, after a while it's, it takes abuse. When it comes to, when it comes to that lacy stuff, oh man, you'll probably get like, maybe if you're lucky, you'll get like four good uses out of it before you have to go buy another one. Cause it rips, it rips yeah. way too easily doing pull work doing dances it's just the second you try to squat you're probably gonna rip something okay um personally i love i absolutely love going to indecent exposure it is probably one of my top top five uh stores to buy from the last time i went there i kid you not i bought two outfits and it came out to 180 dollars yeah, so that gives you an idea of quality clothing. $108 for two outfits. And you know what? I wear them faithfully. I love them. They're what they're my top two. They're my go-to outfits. I love them to death. Yeah, you gotta make your money back out of them. <laughs> oh yeah, I've made it I've made it time and time over. Definitely have. <laughs> well that's that's good. And as long as they last, I mean that's worth it that if they last that long. And take mm-hmm. the abuse that you gotta put them through. Oh my god, yeah. How much were your boots? Ooh, my tall boots. I was so lucky. I I got them for it was either ninety five or oh, one fifteen. So good. that is, that is really dope. If you look right now, they're probably like one eighty. Yeah, that's a good deal. That's a nice yeah. find. Good find. Did you? Yeah, you ordered them. Yeah, I ordered them um, through the Pleaser website. Well, I ordered them specifically through Quad Pay on the pleaser website because I only have to pay for it in increments. I can buy, I can pay $20 and they'll be here tomorrow. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. I just did that with a book. All together in shoes. I have spent at least, at least 2,500 at least. (laughs) And I just bought a new pair. So, Is that I don't now, think I've spent that on shoes in my life. <laughs> <laughs> now, is that because you have a shoe addiction or because you're looking at it? Or are you using your work as a shoe addiction excuse? Oh, well, it's <laughs> yes. so it's, Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of my shoe reference from other dancers like if i see a girl wearing those shoes i'm like god like you look good in like five different outfits you haven't changed your shoes yet i that's what i want you know i don't want to have to keep going back and changing my shoes out over and over and over again or um you know i have uh i have one or two shoes that are something other than black or clear and that's about it like all the other ones are black and and sparkly or something of that sort to go with different outfits. I definitely have like a a pleaser buying problem. Like I only have like five <laughs> pairs of. 
So, <laughs> but everything else, yeah, there, there are heels everywhere. There's heels in the car, under the bed. I think there's two downstairs. Everywhere. You still have the boxes. Y- yes, I do, okay, actually. Good, good. I have all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just want to make sure you're taking care of them because you just told me you spent $2,500 on shoes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I I think I have, like, at Savannah's, I think I have, like, four pairs in my locker and all the rest are here. Wow. Wow. Yeah, uh, just in case I don't feel like bringing any shoes to work with me, just take the clothes bag and keep it pushing. Now you've been taking a couple weeks off? I have. I It's not even that I've been taking a couple weeks off. I have two different clubs I love going to. So it's like, do I go to Owls? Do I go to Savannah's? And Owls is closer to me. So Owls is only like 30 minutes away from my home, where Savannah's is 45. So it's like, do I want to take the extra 15 minutes? Do I want to wear a dress? Do I want to do this? Not really. Owls it is. Or vice versa. You know, I haven't been making as much money at Owls. I'm going to go to Savannah's make all the bread that I need. I don't have to go to work for like two days. Right. How, how did, did, Has COVID hurt the clubs? Oh, 155%. I, I definitely, I started after when COVID kind of started slowing down where we didn't have to wear masks while we were working anymore. Um, but I feel like, and this is going to sound so shitty, but I feel like since COVID, all we see now is pandemic pockets all the way around. Like these guys are not, you know, I scream it now all the time because it's such a party club. Like it's such a good vibe. It's such a house party. And I'll say like, is this a bar or a strip club? Like you're not here to drink. You're here to spend money. You're here to, you're here for the luxury experience. If you want to go to a bar, there's three down the street. This is not the place to be. Um, so that's really the only thing that really hurts us. Otherwise, they, we still get as packed as we normally do. Okay. It's not as nice during the weekdays because Savannah's is open um, from Wednesday to Sunday. But it's it hasn't affected me crazily. I know that it's definitely affected a lot of girls before. Okay. okay. How is uh, – I'm sorry. No, go ahead. How, uh, what is Savannah's with the alcohol? What are they? Um, you mean like consumption? Well, are they BYOB or do they have a bar you can buy from? Oh no, they have a bar that you can buy from. Um, one of the things I love about Savannah's the most is that, um, if you're working that night and you decided to drink, well, even if you did it, they breathalyze you before you leave to ensure your safety. So if you blow too high, they will actually make you sit and wait until you are done until you blow less, or they will find a way to get you an Uber home, anything of the sort, but you cannot leave if you blow a certain amount. That's really cool. Yeah. I I like the sounds of that. Yeah. We all know that like it can get really crazy in there. Guys buy drinks all night long. You can, you can lose a night really quick, you know? My problem with buying alcohol at the strip clubs that have, that serve alcohol, I don't want to pay a $6 for a Bud Light <laughs> or a Coors Light. Yeah, $7 for a Corona. I would much rather go to a BYOB place with a case of beer I spent $25 on and get, you know what I mean? I, I, that's the no, only. Def- I can definitely same. Honestly. I mean, most clubs, I only drink a specific type of liquor. I only drink Hennessy. 
it is mostly because I know my 100% limit on this. Like, if I have three cups, that's it. We are down for the count. We are going to sleep. <laughs> There's no fucked <laughs> up and, like, ah, none of that. Now like, snoring on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's happened. It's happened. But, like... You know, it, it's it's one of those things that it's it's definitely for your safety there. So yeah. I really I really enjoy that. That's cool. that Savannah does that. That's re- I mean I've never heard actually anybody other any other club do anything like that. But that's really cool. I, I wish yeah. more of them. I would like to think more, more of them do stuff like that to you know and protect their. I'm sure, their, they care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> protect their customers. Um, another thing, and I understand when people are you know the the clubs are selling alcohol, they want to. They want to keep a certain clientele coming. They also want to keep the riffraff out. You know, they don't want to have dollar Corona night or some shit. And then you get everybody in there just drinking, like you said, but not spending money on the ladies. So I understand why beer prices are that price. I get that. Um, That being said, that's why I go to my limits one or two. I want to spend the money on (laughs) dancers. That's. Mm-hmm. When we go, that's what I want to do. I want to, you know, here, have fun. Let's go. Right. So we get hammered before we go. No. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> it's called pre-gaming. Pre-gaming. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have been sitting in the parking lot for a half hour. We're not done yet. Hold on. Uh, no. <laughs> you know, see those, those lines, when you when you get into a strip club and everybody's buying drinks, those lines get long. Yeah. I mean, real long. It's, I I, uh, I remember BYOP at Owls, man. They had freezers you could put your stuff in, and yeah, really. It's crazy because they still have they still have those gigantic. They, they still freezers. sit there. They they just have champagne bottles yeah. in them now. Yeah, 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 they're still there. That's well. Here, I go as far back. I remember. I knew the cook. I knew the woman that used to cook there. Oh, I wish. I wish they <laughs> get back there something. You used to be able to get like mozzarella sticks and French fries and stuff like that, man. Absorption yeah. food. Possible. They would lose their minds. <laughs> I know at uh, at Savannah's they serve food, but they won't let you order food there. But at Owls, they don't serve food, but they'll let you order food. Okay. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. I mean, they don't want they don't want you to buy outside food because there's food here. Eat the food here. Makes yeah. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we used to. <laughs> On Chick Fil A, like I don't want, I don't want a burger. I want Chick Fil A. Right. I want cheese. Damn it, like <laughs> something healthy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I remember being able to get. You know, we'd sit there with wings and uh, uh, fries and mozzarella sticks and onion rings and yeah. I'm gonna talk to Danny about this and see if he see if I can coax him into it. <laughs> but yeah, we I went to school with the uh, daughter of the woman who used to cook there. Aww. <laughs> uh So what, uh, what? How are your routines? What what kind of routine do you like to do? Um. See, that's funny. I I've actually been asked this a few times, and I don't really have one. I kind of go up there and whatever song is playing, I kind of just flow with it. And I think that's one thing that like a lot of girls forget about sometimes is like maybe your dance routine doesn't match the music you're dancing to. Maybe you got to switch it up a little bit or, you know, but I also feel like I have, I have very specific moves that I use every time. Now I just don't have a routine. Like I've seen some girls write out literally like, spin around pole 
walk around pole, get on pole and do invert. And I'm like, girl, hell no. Nah. I could never keep up with something like that. I'm way too impulsive. <laughs> <laughs> so they're choreographing walking around pole. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Part of it is because, you know, um, it's still it's still a form of dance. So they want to take it as seriously as they can. So they want to choreograph. choreograph choreograph mm-hmm. <laughs> they want to choreograph their entire set and i i've seen it done and it looks it, some of them look phenomenal and some of them i'm like i've seen you do the same move eight million times and there's nothing on the stage i don't know why you're doing that try something else please <laughs> anything <laughs> <laughs> well, well how how is that now you bring that up how is the the the, the i mean it's women you're working with women Women can be catty. Women can be sneaky. Women, you know, how does that go behind the scenes at these places? Yikes. Sometimes, sometimes it's really not that bad. I feel like it's all about what you put out. If you put out a good vibe, they, they're either going to ignore you because they just don't care and that's fine. Or they're going to give you a good vibe back. And with me personally, I'm way too, I'm way too damn goofy night long i complain they i'm called the crybaby dancer for a reason because i am a crybaby there's no money in the club here goes me complaining about it there's no there's not the alcohol i want here goes me complaining about it but i do it with a smile on my face and i do it to have fun um i've noticed that i my biggest issue in the club scene is veterans and it goes it goes both ways. Like my issue with veterans is mostly because you don't have to be a cunt just because Oh, what happened? Oh, you dropped out. Hold on, hold on. You you froze. You have to <laughs> You got you got to the big C word and then we're like, No, where'd you go? <laughs> yeah, we heard you don't have to be a cunt and then it froze. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You know, God damn it, I'll have to edit that in because it was going perfect, beautifully. Oh, it was brilliant. <laughs> I'll have to edit this out. Okay, you don't have to be a cunt and action. <laughs> you don't have to be a cunt, but like you also don't have to be every girl's best friend. I don't believe that ever. But like you're a veteran for a reason. And when I think of veteran, I immediately think of like, a Marine. I think of a Navy man and I think of how they care for the rest of their teammates and they show them the ropes and they guide them into a, and some of these veterans are exactly like that. Some of these veterans, you know, they want to see you thrive. They want to show you new tricks. They want to show you their, you know, their regulars and they want to get you in there. And then other veterans are like, ew, what the fuck is she wearing? Or ew, why doesn't she shut up already? Or And it's like, why are you here, you old bitch? Go away. <laughs> like, most of them are old anyway. Why are you still here? Like, you don't have to be here anymore. You don't have to You don't have to make other girls feel bad so you can feel better about yourself. That's not... In, in this industry, you would think that, like, you would try to lift girls up more. And the fact that you try to tear them down is so corny to me. I'll never understand that. I'll never understand how you can look at another female and be like, well, I don't like her because of the way she talks or I don't like her because of this move that she does or whatever. Like, why do you care? Is it your money? Is it your body? 
is it your is it your confidence no so fuck off like it's something that you see everywhere though yeah like every club has one you would think the veteran women would be more open and welcoming to um the younger girls because they're gonna bring in new blood new you know new clientele exactly you know and some of them do. Some of them, like I said, some of them are super into it, and then some of them are just hateful. Like there are some. There's there's this girl specifically, at, uh, Savannah, who I love her to death. She was one of the first girls to come up with me. I can't even remember her name, but um, she's Brazilian. She's gorgeous from head to toe, and she's always looking out for some girl somewhere. You always hear her giving a compliment. You always see her you know, handing over clothes that she doesn't need anymore, handing over shoes because she can't wear them anymore and you could. Or, you know, hey, you should do this instead. You should work on this a little bit better. Tighten up this and it'll look better. That, we need that. We like to see that. We love to see, I love to see it. I love to see another girl empowering another girl. Yes, that looks good even though it kind of doesn't. I love to see it. (laughs) (laughs) You You need to build confidence and not every girl has the strength every single day to be like, I'm a bad bitch. I'm going to make this money. I'm going to do what I need to do to make this money. I'm going to be awesome. Like, not every girl has that every day. So to hear it from somebody who's been in the game for a long time, to hear it from them means so much more than hearing it from a girl who just started with you. Like, yeah, they're rocking out with you, so they're making the same little mistakes you are. But hearing it from somebody who is higher up in the game than you are, telling you that you're doing okay, yeah. it, it smack my ass like a drum. It feels great. That's a, com- like- <laughs> <laughs> That's a confidence boost. Hey, you don't Hell have yeah. to hide that. We want to see it. What is that? Oh, it's my Ricky <laughs> <Morty> bong. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Wait, wait. I got something you'll like. Oh, my God. Okay. Hell yeah. Is that fucking one? It's a Henny bottle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fire. I love it. I'm actually working at medical now. Um, uh, I definitely am a toker before an alcoholic because I just... But it's really hard to be high at work. Very hard. Because you get into the, you, you know, you smoke weed. You get into those, like, stuck phases. And when you're talking to somebody and you're trying to convince them to give you a dance or to give you money, and you're just kind of staring at them, it doesn't really give off that, really that, that good vibe. <laughs> I try not to get too stoned before I go to work, but definitely. It, it's bad when you stop and you're staring at the lights. <laughs> yes, or, or mindlessly staring at a girl while a customer is trying to talk to you, and you're just like, "What? <laughs> what did you say?" Um, how how is that reaction? Uh, women. Okay, we we, we discussed the the caddy. How, what about the, the women on women? Uh, how is that uh, sexually in the clubs? What do you mean? Say that again? Like uh, women with women. Does that go on a lot? Um, Lesbianism. I, I have not purposely witnessed it. I am very fluent. So I am constantly flirting with the next bitch. I, I can't even lie to you. I have 
very much so a work girlfriend. I love her to death. She caught me the second she talked to me. I don't know what she was saying. I didn't give a damn. She sounded so nice. I couldn't stop staring into her big brown eyes. And I was like, you can take me home any fucking day. Just say so. I'd take you wherever you want to go. Do, uh, um, do you want to mention her name? Uh, her name in the club is Nellie. Okay. Um, at Owls. And she is just fire. She is just a fire individual. Um, and uh, there's another girl, too. Cat. Uh, out or at savannah's she's beautiful um absolutely fell in love with her the tattoos caught me they (laughs) catch me every fucking time i'm pretty sure she has the harry potter castle on her leg like entirely on like up her uh fire holy shit Um, i have not personally witnessed any more normal than normal like i've seen girls get on stage and like hump each other or like lay on top of each other kiss a girl every now and then but i've never seen anything more than that okay okay not yet <laughs> not on wood. <laughs> <laughs> what about the uh the wannabe sugar daddies oh my god they make you want to fight so bad they immediately <laughs> make you want to punch them in the face it doesn't matter what they were saying you just want to you just want to punch them in the face sometimes now i can't lie i have found multiple sugar daddies in clubs before who are like legit where um well actually i find a lot of splendid daddies which is guys who don't want any sugar basically which i i yeah but <laughs> sugar they just want to spend time and go on dates and stuff we love to see that yeah, uh, yeah. Definitely- just want to hang out with somebody you got pokemon cookies yeah i got I went to the store the other day, and I found Oreo cookies. You had the Pokemon Oreos. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. yeah I specifically went hunting for them and couldn't find dude, them around here. Dude, it literally says, gotta catch them all on one side and has a Pokemon on the yeah. other. Oh. On a fucking Oreo. Yo, somebody. Right? So sweet. <laughs> <laughs> People were selling them on eBay for like 100 bucks and up. Dude, they were a giant for like. Yeah. They were two for five or two for ten, something like that. And I grabbed like four. Yeah. I was like, where they came from, they're mine now. Son of a bitch. Now I got to go back to Giant. <laughs> I went to like four stores looking for these stupid things. Gosh. <laughs> they got all the- I can't imagine buying Oreos off of eBay. <laughs> <laughs> imagine it's so gross. Well, look, it's I like, only. All stale. I just searched it on. And crushed. <laughs> Ew. I just searched it online to see what was local, what local store might be having it, right? And what came up instantly was eBay. And like I said, they were going for like $100. I'm like, you motherfuckers are nuts for cookies. (laughs) For for Oreos. Yeah, yeah. It's just a nerd tax. That's all it is. (laughs) (laughs) Only if they're deep fried would I spend $100. Dude, I made deep fried Oreos one day. I was way too happy for my own good. Oh, it's amazing I was, though. I was laid on my couch for a good minute. Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bob, what are we missing here with this young lady? Uh, I had something and then I freaking lost it because she talked about Pokemon Oreo cookies. my youngest came in and she was like mommy can i have a cookie and i was like yeah i guess (laughs) yeah well that's okay they're allowed to have cookies too 
Yeah, I'm spoiled. I, I spoil the hell out of my kids. I'm not going to lie to you. Okay. I shouldn't, but I do. <laughs> well, you work two jobs. Yep, I work I work two jobs. I currently don't work two jobs. I just left home care um, because it was just tiring for me, but I'm going back again. Um, I have an interview tomorrow morning, actually. Uh, but yeah, I work uh, I work as a dancer. I work as a home health care aide, and I am a full-time mom. They see their dad like maybe every other weekend. Okay. It's got to be difficult, though. It's got to be tough. It is, except for the fact that I've had kids for a decade of my life, and I'm only 24. Oh, wow. I, it has become, people ask me all the time, like, is it hard being a teen mom? And I had a lot of support, and I definitely never felt like it was difficult. Like, it was difficult being doing it alone, like, not having my other person, con- their dad, be there. But as far as being a mom, it is almost brainless. Yeah. You wake up, wake the kids up, get them breakfast, put them on the bus. You do whatever you got to do for the rest of your day. You come home from whatever you were doing, as you normally would, make dinner, hang out with the children, do whatever the heck they want to do. Y'all want to write on walls? Cool, let's get the chalkboard out. Y'all want to <laughs> finger paint all over my table? Absolutely. Let's get it popping. It doesn't it doesn't matter. And then bedtime. It's yeah. it's it's brainless. That's cool. That's 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 a good mom. Um but just think what kind of, you know, when your uh, your children's friends are calling you a milf and <laughs> Oh, it you know, my my kids are like my kids tell me all the time, like, ooh, mommy, your outfit looks so good. And I'm like, I'm so close. Thanks, kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, in 25 years, they're still going to be, you know, can we stay at your house, your mom's MILF? <laughs> yeah, literally. They're going to beat kids up left and right. My one is... My one is really small, but my other kid is going to tower over people, so. <laughs> oh, man. That's great. Uh, uh, I, I can't. When are you getting back on stage? When are you going? Uh, I hope to go Wednesday. Uh, my car broke down. Yeah, oh, so I'm using my mom's car right now, but she also works full-time as an LPN, so I, I get the car when I can. <laughs> And uh, honestly, my my life is pretty, like, caught up enough where, like, if I missed a couple weeks, even with not having a full-time job right now, it wouldn't, it's not going to hurt me. I'm going to be bored, but it's not going to hurt okay. me. Okay. I remember now what it was. Um, you mentioned about tattoos. How many do you have? I have 13. 13? I just yep. know you have the big one on your chest, um, and I... May I ask what it is? Because you really can't see it in any of your images. Or this is this is my favorite. So it is the head of Janus, which, um, if you didn't know, it is a Roman god who would have created time, space, elements, created everything that we see living now to the Romans, and he's also the start of the Roman calendar. So Janus, January. Okay. Um, Mom is born in January. She's an Aquarius, and then. Um, He's two heads. So one side of him is like the brightness, the future, um, innovation, things like that. All, all the good things. And then the other side is not bad, but just the chaos part, the crime and punishment, the the night, the, the things like that. Um, 
And then underneath it, it says Foley Adu, which is what I got from Criminal Minds, a Criminal Minds episode. And it basically means when two people with the same messed up psychosis, um, doesn't have to be anything specific, but to a really large extent, um, blending together and creating nothing but chaos because their minds become one. They are one human being. And Janice, even though he has two heads, is one being. Okay. I got fully I do underneath. That's really cool. I also it also made me think of the happy ending pod show. Hi. <laughs> Bob. You gotta watch the episode. I don't remember which one it was, but uh it talks about like for instance, one of the versions of Foley Adu is the Columbine brothers. Okay. Who were in sync creating nothing but chaos. Like, they were a pattern of their own destruction. Wow. Uh, another one is Jekyll and Hyde. Like, things like that. They just blend together. And I'm a Gemini. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, yeah. Two of the pods. <laughs> That's really fucking cool. That's actually, wow. Did you create the tattoo or you put it together? Um, I told my tattoo artist that um, I wanted something really fire to put in the middle of my chest. I wanted it to be meaningful. I wanted it to be bold. And he was like, and I'm looking for a head, but I don't want Medusa. That's too basic for me. And he was like, well, why don't you do the head of Janice? He got it on point every time. And uh, I had like a little cartoon, actually, of his face. He has a little cartoon character that he gives uh, for free. So I got it on my chest and I had to get that covered up. And that was a bitch. Okay. That was all mad shading right there. But you can't even tell now. Wow. One of my favorites. Uh, my first tattoo I got when I was 16. My mom signed for it. That was so, nice. <laughs> big tattoo. <laughs> All right, uh, do you know where you're... Well, I guess we don't know where you're going. Um, I mean, aside from like the cliche nightmare story or anything like that, oh, but yeah, I don't you know go. if you want to do that. Do you have a nightmare story? A nightmare story. Or something, <laughs> yeah, a crazy story. Club story. Or a nightmare, wild story, something, something that stands out. Hmm. You know, it's crazy. I do, but not for the industry. I don't think. Uh-oh. I mean, uh. actually, I have embarrassing ones that just make you shake your fucking head. Uh, one of them was there was this girl at Savannah's who was god awful. I mean, I don't even know how she got hired. I really don't. She she was an awful human being, and I kept seeing her. And you're not allowed to do this, but I kept seeing her make out with customers on oh. the floor. And it's a big no no for Savannah. It's like you will get fired that day. And I saw her do it, and I saw her do it again. And they were bitching at me for like incidental shit, like leaving without a bodyguard or not letting anybody know that I was leaving, shit like that. And I'm just like fuck you guys like i'm tired i don't want to tell you guys to come over here just to let me out uh but she finally got fired and it was because i found out from another customer that she got on her hands and knees and put her face in his crotch when he said no to a dance after he just got one wow yeah that's 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 a bold move Terrible, terrible. It's a bold uh, strategy, Cotton. <laughs> yeah, and 
it was awful. The only thing that I can genuinely say about myself that I feel like were my two top embarrassing, like, bad moments was, and both times, I did not make a single fucking dollar. I made 60 bucks one day because I sold weed to somebody. And, like, my last, my last quarter, I was like, here you go, because I didn't make anything that night. And the second night, I didn't make a damn thing. Um, and the owner of the club is very different. I'm going to say that he's different. And I feel like he is definitely somebody that I tell a lot of girls to just watch who you are around him. And it's not because he's immediately going to do something, but he might convince you to. And if you're not ready for that, get the fuck out of that club. Uh. If you're not ready for that experience, you got to go. But both nights, I didn't make any money because I got too drunk while I was there. Uh. I could not focus. I could not dance. I could not talk to people. I was literally just like a regular drunk girl in a bar at a club, which was awful. And that's why I've never been back. I hated it. I absolutely hated it. It was such a pretty club. The girls were really not bad. They weren't as talkative as clubs I've been to in the past. They weren't as forthcoming as clubs I've been to in the past, which made me feel very uncomfortable while I was there. More competition but there? It Honestly, it's not even a competition. It's that all you bitches look the same. No. <laughs> like, half of them look the Why? same. No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was kidding. There's, there's like body work all throughout that club. Okay. And there, I can name, I can name probably like five girls for sure that does not have anybody that any work done to their body, and they make fucking money. But like all these other girls, they all look plastic, and okay. I didn't like that. Okay. I'm not a plastic girl. I'm very. If you catch me outside the club, I look like a scrub. I did not brush my hair. Don't ask me where my clothes have been because I don't even know what pants I got on. I don't know who I am. The fact that you guys can doll up every day, I can't tell if this is who you are and that's why you work here or if you're doing this because you want to work here. I I don't like that I get forced into who I have to be. That's stupid. Um, Embarrassing story, I definitely farted in a customer's face before. 155%. I did not... I did not mean to, but I know I did. <coughs> the easier part is that he still tipped me like 80 bucks. Oh, my God. Like, he was into it. Oh, yeah. I felt so bad, and I wasn't in, like, a regular sitting position. My ass was up, and my hands were on the floor. So, like, I really, like, farted in your face. <laughs> <laughs> and you were just put that because uh, <laughs> because of me now. You have to explain that to somebody. Like yeah, he got pink eye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was it Bob Costas before the Sochi Olympics? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, that's so funny. He was only going to give you twenty, and then you farted, and he gave you eighty. Yeah, really. <laughs> you made his night. Wait, wait, wait. Were you at least wearing your thong or shorts? Yeah, yeah. No, I was. I was still. I still had my bottoms on. I didn't wear. I wasn't wearing a thong, but I was definitely but, wearing something that showed enough. So, like, 
I know you. If you didn't smell it, then that means I had no smell. But I'm just saying I did it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but when you turned around, is he had freckles? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> That would have been cute. <laughs> <laughs> he probably would have gave me hundred. <laughs> probably. <laughs> he was like, "Can I get a napkin? I want to take it home." <laughs> well, dear, before we let you go, one last question: What would you change if there was something you could change about it? What, what would it be? That men run it. That's it. You don't want that, men running it. That, no, I don't think that. I don't think that men should run strip clubs. And the only reason why is because I understand that it's 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 guided towards men, maybe a male manager, but I don't think it should by men. Yeah, I think that when men think about it, they think about what they want and not what their customers want. Um, with women, we are giving you a sex appeal. So we're going to be way more driven to give you that sex appeal. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, guys know what they want to see. They don't know what everybody wants to see. And I especially feel like that with most clubs. Like, you can tell that this is what they want to see. This is not what your customers... Like, obviously, your customers come along to wanting to see what you want to see, but imagine if a strip club was run by a woman. It would be fucking crazy. There would be there would be way more lights. There would be less TVs. There would be a lot more intimacy. And most times, that's what guys come to the strip club for. They come for intimacy. They're not they're not getting something. And we're here to give that to you. I'm going to give that. You're going to give me money, but I'm going to give it to yeah. you. <laughs> okay, that's good. We haven't heard that one as an answer. That's a good answer. You have yeah. a goal. You have a goal to open one. <laughs> uh, oh no. I uh, know, definitely. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be a house mom or something, but I would never want to own a strip club. I would be knocking girls' heads off left and right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Any social media you want to put out for anybody listening wants to follow you? Yeah, uh, at pending Gemini underscore underscore on Instagram. Um. Honestly, that's my main source of media. I got Snapchat, but I don't respond. So you expect a response? Don't even do it. <laughs> I ignore my best friend. I'm gonna ignore somebody else too. But yeah, definitely follow me on Instagram. Um, I'm just like uh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not very uh, exciting stripper girl. I'm like normal stripper girl. So <laughs> well, wait, what's an exciting? I mean. Uh... I don't top know. Weirdo. I've, top, top, top Gemini. <laughs> I've seen some of this stuff, and I, I don't. I'm a normal stripper girl. I don't know what that means. Not a like real ass bitch. Give but, a fuck, but that, a, you know what I mean. That's not you. <laughs> yeah, that's not me. I'm. Oh yeah, that's definitely me. I know it's. I'm, <laughs> so, yeah, but I'm scary. I got the eyes rolled back. I'm a demon. Bob, you like who, that, right? Yes. I have no problems with that. Yeah, see? <laughs> who, does, who doesn't want to be with a demon for now, now, hold on. The, I'm speaking to the listeners right now, okay? This young lady is literally, as we're talking to her, she's wearing a North Face jacket inside her house, um, sweatpants. Yep. She looks like she's freezing her ass off, like we should put a build a fire for her. 
like to sleep with <laughs> both. Okay, so so now the the jacket and everything makes her look like a how the you know a mom, but you look at this image uh, and I'm talking about and I showed B three online. It's her you squatting in a bikini, um, and you're just mm-hmm. pulling your hair. Your eyes are rolled back. It, do you have a stud on the end of your tongue? Yes, I do. It's horizontal through the tongue as well. It's worth noting. Yeah. Yep. It's a snake bite. Is that what it's called? Yep. Okay. Wait, do you still have that in? Yep. Oh, there it is. Look at that. Wow. That's impressive. (laughs) I'm sorry. You got it done. In Virginia. In Virginia. Okay. So, I mean, it's, it's night and day as most dancers are night and day. They live normal lives outside of their dancing. Hell yeah. Um, but don't be fooled. She's a beautiful woman. Uh, I mean, uh, and then she goes and becomes this exotic dancer at night. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> she's a Gemini, Darko Gemini. Yes. Dear, thank you very much for being with us. Um, we yes, thank you. Greatly appreciate it. This has been talking to you guys. I've been wanting to do like podcasts and stuff for like Mad Long. And, like, definitely, like, jump on a few, but I'm always, like, super nervous because I sound like a dork most of the time. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, impulsive. And so, like, my brain bounces back and forth between conversation. Yeah. But well, it, this is really dope. Well, would, yeah, I'm going to try to convince more dancers to come do this. Yeah, please. We would love, like I said, we wanted to do a, yeah. a full appreciation. They're, they're nervous, and I understand um, and I'll, right. yeah, it, it's two corny white guys approaching them. I mean, I understand their, yeah. their, their, hesita- their hesitation. Yeah. Um, uh, I know that somebody that would really be interested in it is Pandora. So she's somebody who does a lot of traveling. She's been dancing for a year now. Um, she works at Creekside and she's, she's a dope personality. I mean, really, she was one of the first people that I met when I started dancing again. Um, and there are a lot of other girls too that I'm I'm sure that would do it. Okay, for sure. Yeah, if you, I mean, yeah. if you if you have any suggestions, please send them my way. If you wouldn't mind, you know, putting a bug in their ear, I we'd love to talk to. Them. Like I said, I really wanted to do something for an entire month for for dancers. I mean, you know, and then try to do it year after year in November. You know what I mean? Right. Bring, Definitely. You know, bring attention to because it is a job. It's a living. People are, you know. Yeah. I have not worked. Um, I mean, I worked on and off as a health care, home health care aide. I did it for a really long time, and then I stopped in March. I didn't go back to it until August, and then I left the agency I was with because I didn't like them. But I was not working from March until August, and it was still able to pay every single one of my bills. Yeah. I did not go to work for at least a week at a time. Like, that is work. I go, I go outside, I make money, I bring it home, I put it in the bank, I pay bills. Yeah. That is That is work. Yeah. So. So yeah, that's what we're trying. That's what we were trying to do with this idea. So, um, any help, we would love it and appreciate it. Um, thank you guys so much. Thank you, dear. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate it. Darko Gemini, take care. Woo! You guys too.